Hello, my friends. Huge show for you today. Two great videos from my friend Alexa Lavoie, who was in London on the weekend. Just amazing what she saw. And a Hamas activist here in Toronto talks at length with Rebel News. And he is not shy about flying his terrorist flag. That's all ahead. You really have to have the video version for this. I, I don't know if you're going to get a lot out of it if you're just listening to it, because you've got to see, see the flag, see what these people look like and what they're saying and where they are. To get the video version, just go to rebelnewsplus.com, click subscribe. It's eight bucks a month. You get my show every weeknight and Sheila's show every week. And that money, eight bucks a month, is how we pay the bills around here. All right, here's today's program. Tonight, the anti-Semitic Hamas supporter who made a scene in a Jewish restaurant talks to Rebel News. It's November 13th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Shame on you, you censorious bug. Do you remember this guy? I showed this video during one of our daytime live streams. He's a pro-Hamas activist in the greater Toronto area who came up with a scheme. He would go to a Jewish restaurant, order a coffee, have someone film him, and he would return the coffee saying it tastes like blood. And it looks like he brought his daughter along for the whole anti-Semitic scheme. Take a look at this. For a humanitarian purpose, they made a mistake and they bought from this company, from this really company where these guys are supporting Palestine. So we want to return it. They bought it by accident. Okay, uh, what I'll do, I'll just give the drinks to you for free and then I'll refund the money. Okay, we, know, we don't want to drink it, that's like drinking okay. blood. Oh, okay. For us, like, so we got to support free Palestine yeah. and you know how it is, right? Yeah, yeah. You it's know okay. What's going on. Yeah, I totally You, you know what's happening there, genocide? Yeah. Like, how do you feel about it? I feel so bad, you know, nobody deserves that one, especially yeah. the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll uh, look into it and I'll give a refund. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. God bless you. I know you're from Philippines, right? Yeah. Filipinos are good people. They always stand for, for human rights and for justice. Yeah, I told her I'm starting to so bad. Yeah, thank you. I note that the restaurant he went to has got nothing to do with Israel. It's, it's not part of the Israeli government. It's not run by Israelis. It's called Cafe Landwer. It was started about 100 years ago in Berlin, Germany. Uh, it was run by Jews. They had to shut it down because of the Nazis. Now it's a small chain in Toronto. No Israeli connection. It's, it was originally Jewish. It served some Jewish food, it's true. I've been there. Most of the staff are regular Torontonians, as in from every background. In this case, it was a Filipino staffer. But this anti-Semitic bigot goes there for a stunt to harass the staff, to cause them an inconvenience, to make a scene teaching his daughter how to hate because they're Jews, or at least he thought they were Jews. What a creep. What a weirdo. What a freak. What a bully. What an idiot. Well, apparently his name is Firas Al-Nijam, and he actually watched me talk about him the other day because wouldn't you know it, when our video boss at Rebel News, Efron Monsanto, was attending an event in Mississauga as a journalist, he came up to us, this Firas fella, asked us if we were Rebel News. And when we said yes, he wanted to talk to us. He wanted to tell us 
a lot more at great length, actually, not to challenge what I had said about him, but to expand upon it. I'm going to show you the entire video because it's quite remarkable. I'll stop it from time to time to give you my thoughts. Um, the first thing I want you to know, though, is that he called his event, and this is why our videographer was there, he called his event a Palestinian Remembrance Day event. In fact, he photoshopped the Palestinian flag colors onto the poppy. He deliberately tried to co-opt Remembrance Day for his Hamas terrorist friends. If you think I'm kidding, watch him say so. Yeah, there's lots of independent media. Like, what's the name of it? What do you, what, what is it called? Rebel News, what is it called? Actually, Just yeah, Rebel News, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I wanted to ask. What's his name, Azra, what's his name? Uh, Ezra Levant is the founder, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to ask. So this is called the Remembrance Day ceremony visual for the Palestinian martyrs. There's some controversy online that why would you conflate Remembrance Day for fallen soldiers of Canada with the Palestinian martyrs? What do you say to people who might say this is you shouldn't do that? I mean, the uh, peacekeepers that died keeping the peace uh, for the Canadian history and for the Canadian nation, uh, we respect them, obviously, and we also remember them. Okay, but some wars were driven by the U.S. and uh, unfortunately Canada fell in the trap and followed the path of the U.S. imperialist system and they died in, a, in, a, in an unjust way. Um, so uh, that's that's a different situation. But here today we're, we're remembering them as well, the peacekeepers that died and also the Palestinians that are dying and getting killed for over 75 years of occupation. Yeah, um, you know, they, they deserve justice, they deserve to be recognized, they deserve to be respected, they deserve to be uh, remembered. So you're saying this is a rally for both Canadian veterans and Palestinian martyrs? Yes, Canadian veterans, like I said, that are specifically the ones that died in peacekeeping uh, operations and, and projects like that. Uh, the ones, like I said, that were misled and, and taken into a, a war that it was not just, then uh, no, we don't, we don't stand with them. I mean, and at the same time, we're upset that they were misled and they, they fell in that trap. But, uh, yeah. We stand with the Palestinian murders, we stand against the Zionist regime, and we stand with the Palestinian legitimate resistance, the ones that are fighting inside Palestine for their rights back. And we mean the resistance in Gaza, uh, the ones that are even labeled terrorists. Hang on, that's not what Remembrance Day is. He's saying Hamas terrorists need our Remembrance Day too. And he's saying 75 years of occupation, that's all very weird. Um, by the way, uh, Israel has left Gaza in 2005. It's been its own country for almost 20 years. Um, and Israel did not have any territory in Gaza or the West Bank from the date Israel was born in 1948 till 1967, when Israel won those territories in a defensive war, when it was invaded simultaneously by half a dozen Arab countries. I don't know where the year 75 comes from, but a lot of things this guy says are completely made up or at odds with reality. But enough for me, I want you to see a little bit more what he's saying. He has taken the Remembrance Day name, which is a holiday in Canada, a very somber holiday, and he's using it to remember Hamas terrorists, take a listen. We don't call them terrorists. We, can't, we say that they're anti-terrorists. Hamas is legitimate. It's popular. It's elected democratically by the Palestinians. Um, they're obviously blockaded and uh, divided from the West Bank, so they can't really unite with the West Bank. Same thing with Islamic Jihad. Uh, these are, these are, these are uh, legitimate 
uh, political parties and they're also legitimate resistance. And also in the West Bank, um, some of these small groups or people that do individual uh, 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 operations to, to fight the Israeli occupation, they're also uh, respected people and they're honored people. So he's actually against Canadian soldiers. He's against World War I and World War II and Korea and Afghanistan. The real heroes, he says, are the terrorists. The only soldiers, he says, we should respect are those who died in peacekeeping, not ones who actually fought for our freedoms. He wants to take Remembrance Day, wring out the things we remember, and turn it into a Hamas day. Here, l listen to him talk some more. Uh, I, I think that uh, there's a bias um, way of dealing with the Palestinians. The Ukrainians are uh, legitimate resistance against Russia, but when the Palestinians rise up, they call them terrorists, and we're against that fully, and we uh, denounce that. And we're going to clarify that situation to the Canadian government and to the Canadian public, that the Palestinian resistance has a right. It's the only Palestinian resistance that is allowed or tolerable to uh, tolerated is only people on social media or in TikTok uh, dealing with an apartheid system and an occupation and a cruel, cruel regime like the Israelis for 75 years. He's saying this. I'm not saying this. He says he loves the terrorists. They're honorable. The barbaric rapes and murders and tortures and kidnappers. He loves that about them. Take a look. We've seen what they did to Shirin Abu Akla, a very well-known journalist for Al Jazeera. We've seen what they did to uh, Muhammad Durra. He died right in his, father, his father's lap, getting killed by the Israelis. Um, they always justify somehow. They always paint a, a little picture. And uh, the, why these groups are labor terrorists is because of Zionist lobbies, such as Sija, such as UJA, such as Benai Brith, um, uh, friends of whatever their names is, this other organization with uh, Michael Levitt. Yeah, huh? uh, friends yeah, yeah. of Simonthal, yeah. So these guys, they put pressure on certain politicians at a certain time, and they do their lobbying and pressuring and so on. You know, there's influ there's money involved, you know, big contracts, things like that. And uh, they push their narrative and they push their projects on them, and then fully they, they put the uh, Palestinian resistance as a terrorist organizations. And uh, we reject that. What is he saying, <laughs> that in Canada the Jews have big money contracts paying politicians i'm not quite sure what he's saying it's such a mishmash of conspiracy theories and and smears i i don't i don't know what he's saying hamas are terrorist groups that that's not a matter of opinion that is what they do uh that's a fact of law in canada they are officially listed as terrorist groups and if you look at the plain motives that they have it is to terrify people they're not a genuine army that could beat the u.s army the canadian army or the israeli army in a traditional military battle they're terrorists and that they deliberately go after civilians to strike terror in people's hearts and they do that for political gain that is a dictionary definition of terrorism he says no they are glorious heroes, and they're more worthy of Remembrance Day than the people in Canada who died over the last century for our freedoms. Here, watch some more. We, we, we support the resistance of Palestinians, and we are really upset with the Canadian government and the media for labeling them as terrorists, defaming them and disrespecting them and disrespecting all these Palestinians. We were here in a rally uh, on Friday to support the Palestinian resistance, and... We asked the people here if they if they think that Hamas is a terrorist organization. So he says he had a kind of vote for his crowd there in Mississauga, and indeed he did. Here, take a look at what he was referring to. They said no. The majority of people said here that they didn't they didn't accept that. They they thought that was wrong, and that they that they're legitimate, right? Because this is what they're doing. They're labeling a whole group that's fighting for Palestinian rights, 
and being able to break this blockade, okay, and, 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 and help to liberate Palestine, they can label them as a terrorist. So they can justify all their attacks. And they're attacking hospitals, schools, churches, anything. And then they'll just also justify that by saying, oh, they're using it as shields, they're using weapons inside these places, and so on. Even if they were using that, I don't believe that. But if they were, you have no right to, 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 to kill innocent people outside of a hospital. Well, it's not a theory that Hamas hides in hospitals in Gaza. It's well known. Amnesty International wrote about it years ago. And literally just today, Israeli Defense Forces soldiers went to a hospital. I think it's called the Rantizi Hospital in Gaza. They took it over. And guess what they found 60 feet beneath the hospital? A Hamas compound take a look we first saw the solar panels then the electricity goes here and it goes down directly to the tunnel now you can see the tunnel you can see the tunnel the tunnel is let down more than 20 meters down the robot found a door a door that is bulletproof it's uh, it's explosive proof so it looks like a hard evidence a clear evidence that the hospital direction is connected this is a cover tunnel it's part of the same floor and it slides down here so it's a cover tunnel so nobody can find it this is rantisi hospital and this is the place where i showed you the tunnel i want you to see this is the back side of the hospital Hamas used this hospital. Tonight we have entered into this building. I will show you the evidence. Let's enter into the hospital. We're now entering into the area of the hospital where we had the, found the evidence. Uh, this operation was conducted by uh, Israeli Special Unit, the Israeli Navy SEALs. This is still an operation that is conducting. And I'm showing you the first evidence to see. We are now, we are now in the area of the basement of the hospital. I want to show you a room where we found all the gear, the operational gear of Hamas. Hamas is using hospitals, like we showed the evidence in Shifa Hospital. By the way, Hamas typically doesn't hide their brutality. As you know, they live-streamed their murder and rape of Israelis on October 7th. All right, back to his rant. And we've seen that live streaming through people's phones. It wasn't just by the media. It wasn't by just certain Al Jazeera or whatever, or Press TV or whatever. No, no, it was like people that are just individual people that have social media that live stream a certain area and you see the bombings of the hospital. I saw that two days ago. Yeah, th those aren't conspiracy theories. Those aren't lies. They really did it. He is trying to defend Hamas by denying what they boast about. Here are videos, some of the most shocking videos, were some of the first ones of when young women were being raped, taken to Gaza, and paraded around the streets. Just absolutely sickening. He says these are heroes superior to our own fallen soldiers. Back to his rant. I know you're going to cut what you want and piece whatever you want, you know what I mean? And uh, For the record, I'll, I'll probably post this in full. Just say whatever you want to say. Well, I'm saying what i got to say, you know what I'm saying? And I know what your maybe your motive is against us and to, to, to try to have more pressure against us, to make more laws, to, to silence us, but we will not be silenced. I'll tell you our motives at Rebel News, and I have to congratulate our videographer, Efron Monsanto, who very calmly let this fella have his say. Our motive is to expose reality, to show what's going on, to tell the other side of the story. The CBC won't even call these folks terrorists. Um, I want to show you that these protesters on the streets, they're not for peace. They're not even for Palestinians. 
their deep core belief is their anti-Semitism. Uh, they believe in violence. They support violent terrorist groups. It's not really that tough journalistically. The harder job journalistically would be to see what people like this are saying and what they're doing and pretend it's not about bringing Hamas-style violence to Canada. By the way, listen to this heckler who accosted Justin Trudeau today demanding that Trudeau recognize Hamas as a peaceful group. Why are you supporting Israel? Don't push me. Hey, don't push me. I'm standing. Why are you supporting Israel? Hey, relax. I'm, I'm talking to the prime minister. Don't, 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 don't breach my rights. Why do you say Hamas is a terrorist organization? It's not a terrorist organization. No, they're Palestinian resistance. What about Ukrainian resistance? You're just you're just bowing down to the Israelis. Why they can't fight back? They can't fight back. Shame on you, Trudeau. Shame on you. He stood with the Israelis, with the war criminals, the ones that are breaching international law, killing babies. Yeah, it, it's hard. To hear that, and every journalist in the country would have seen that, it's hard to see that and say, oh, no, 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 these protesters are peace-loving Palestinians. No, you heard him. He's demanding that Trudeau legalize Hamas. By the way, that happens to be the position of several liberal MPs, including Omar al-Gabra, the former cabinet minister who, before he joined the liberals and ran for parliament, ran the Canadian Arab Federation that lobbied to decriminalize Hamas. So that extremist, pro-Hamas heckler you saw there really is no different than Omar al-Gabra and the rest of the liberal Hamas caucus. All right, we're almost done. Watch a little more. But we will not be silenced. We will stand up for what's right. And, and, and this is the Charter of Rights of Freedom in Canada. Mm -hmm. And if they want to switch that and play with that, and alter, you know, alter, as they do at times, and we're, we're, you know, and uh, my name is Faras Al-Najim and uh, manager of Canadian Defenders for Human Rights. And I'm in touch and I'm, I'm on calls all the time with people in Gaza. And I know how bad the situation is. Not today, not yesterday, not one year ago. We're talking years back. And I've been talking to them and, I, and I, every time the Israelis bombard Gaza, the whole population is feeling the pain, the children and everybody. You can blame whatever you want to blame. You can justify whatever you want to justify. Yeah, I, I'm going to disagree. I don't think this guy actually cares about Muslim laws. I mean, sure he does, but not enough to have a protest or a march. I mean, hundreds of thousands of Muslims and Arabs have been killed by Bashar Assad uh, and with help from the Russian military in Syria. Countless have died in the civil war in Yemen. And as we talk about from time to time on this show, the Muslim province of Xinjiang, which is part of China, actually has modern-day concentration camps for millions of what they're called Uyghurs. That's the ethnic name for Muslims in China. These folks don't give a damn. There's no worldwide protest for the Uyghurs, for the Syrian Arabs, for those in Yemen— for the ancient battles between Morocco and Algeria, for the civil wars in Sudan, for the butchery that goes on in much of Africa, then no one cares. Well, I mean, sure, they care, but not enough to have protests. What this protest really is, is an anti-Semitic protest, a Jew-hating protest. Here, watch a little bit more. But we will not surrender, we will not submit, and we will not sit silently. I'm telling you guys this. This can be reached to all the levels of the government, from, from, from um, the Prime Minister, Attorney General, MPs, Senators, MPPs, 
counselors, whatever it is. Let them hear that we're here. Hey, you can come over here to show them that we're here. These are the murdered children that we put here. This is the policy of the Holocaust. She was murdered and she was killed and then they also beat up her coffin when she was being buried they had no justification in any way how can they justify that they were beating the coffin when the people were trying to bury the woman and, and have her last uh, last memories okay um, we're here to stand up for the Palestinian murders remind people of them mm -hmm. like I said we care about Canada we love this country and we're we're, we're, we're embedded in this system we're inclusive in the system we respect the laws. I mean, this guy is all the way out there. And, you know, people say, well, what about hate speech laws? I don't believe in hate speech laws. You've heard, you've heard me say it. Although if a law is on the books, it ought to be uh, implemented equally. You can't just use hate speech laws against conservatives or white people if there is hate being propagated by uh, Islamist extremists if the law is on the books and if you if you believe in the law it should be used but what I actually think we should be using are the criminal code provisions banning participation in terrorist groups this guy has plainly said he's for Hamas well if you look at the criminal code provisions they ban participating facilitating instructing or harboring terrorist groups is this guy facilitating or participating terrorist groups I'm not sure it sure seems like he's close to it here let's go back to him He's claiming that he doesn't break the law. No, no. You don't try to breach laws. I'm against people that sabotage and do, uh, you know, vandalism, things like that at times. So to be honest with you, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that at times, okay? I think there should be major pressure. There should be a lot of protests, petitions, different things. But uh, uh, people are frustrated because the government is taking the wrong stand. I think this is insane. I mean, you, you got a good read for the guy in the very first video he posted of himself going into a Jewish-themed restaurant and basically making a scene uh, to humiliate people there to cause a ruckus, and he was teaching his daughter how to do it. I think he's a Jew hater, plain and simple. He's dressing up his ethnic hatred in some geopolitical gobbledygook and a lot of conspiracy theories. I actually think this anti-Semitism has been here for a while. It's just never been this brazen before because it's never had this social permission to be so bold. In the past, if someone would have done that in Cafe Landwehr, probably the police would have been called. If a guy would champion a terrorist group, he'd probably be picked up by CSIS. But these days, heck, if senior cabinet ministers, including Melanie Jolie and Trudeau himself, can blame Israel for atrocities that are not true. For example, the claim that Israel shot a rocket at a hospital. If you have Melanie Jolie and Justin Trudeau condemning Israel, demanding that they have a ceasefire fighting back against a terrorist group, of course you're giving permission to people like this virus fella. The government is being unjust. The government is not making the right stand and standing on the right side of history and the, and, and the people that are oppressed. So we're, we're, we're going to have to speak about that. And and my final question, 
So what, what do you see to end this conflict? What do you think is the solution? You know, some of the chants that go around is, you know, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which is the erasure of the Israel state. What, what do you, how do you think this is going to end? That's a good question by our friend Efron. Here's the answer. I think the only way it's going to end is by liberating Palestine from the river to the sea. And I think this is the most important slogan in all the protests. And especially now that we see a campaign trying to remove it and trying to uh, criminalize it, we're going to say it even louder and we're going to say it stronger because we believe that the appetite system needs to go down. Why is it so easy to, to justify, uh, for instance, uh, removing Saddam from power and, and getting all these world powers to take him out? Why is it so, why is it so easy and justifiable to go and take Gaddafi out and get the NATO involved and all that? Why, why is it when we have to take out the Israeli regime, it's, uh, you can, it's untouchable and it's uh, the most important uh, regime? Why? Well, we've seen their crimes, we've seen them breach international laws, human rights violations, killing innocent people, children, everything. They, they, they destroy every civilian infrastructure. So we believe that it should be liberated from the river to the sea. And the IDF soldiers are prosecuted one by one, especially the mercenaries. And the, we want the Muslims, Christians and Jews that are from the indigenous land of Palestine to coexist and unite and build a system together. This is what I think most of the people would agree here if you ask them. And uh, we, we want to liberate Palestine from the river to the sea. What would that mean for the Jewish people in, currently in Israel? No, no, I mean, there's, there's, there's difference between IDF soldiers and people that are involved in the army and the system itself and people that, are, that, that were misled and, and, and went there. They're like settlers, right? At the, at the end of the day, once Israel is, is taken down and dismantled and, and, they're, and they're prosecuted, and for instance, the axis of resistance enters Palestine, maybe you don't think it's true or it's going to happen, but if that happens, at, at that point, there's going to be a prosecution process and then they, the, the Jews and Christians and Muslims of Palestine, the original ones, will choose how to deal with all those other people that are there. Maybe they'll let them stay there and they'll become normal citizens possibly, the ones that didn't want to get involved in, in killing and murdering and building the system, you know? So, that's not up to me to decide, it's up to the Palestinians uh, to decide. He's pretty blunt, isn't he? He really is following that Hamas charter, which if you've ever seen it, it pledges to kill the Jews. It does use the word Israel from time to time, but it mainly is obsessed with the Jews, Jews, Jews. Kill the Jews wherever you find them. Don't pretend that this guy's a peace protester or even that he's for a ceasefire, other than for Israel to cease fire so Hamas can have a tactical regrouping. You heard him. He wants to ethnically cleanse the Jews out of Israel. Well, uh, last, here's the last comment by our friend Efron with the last response from this activist. Well, thank you for your time. It's been 11 minutes. One final question just to wrap this up. So in the beginning, you said this is a representation for uh, Canadian soldiers as well. And I see you're not wearing a boppy. Like for people who might be asking, if, you th if this is really a, a support for the Canadian veterans who died in World War yeah. I and II. Actually, I was trying to get poppies, but I didn't get a chance. I was, I was running a little bit late because I organized this, pro uh, this protest, and, and, I mean, sorry, this vigil, yeah. and uh, this gathering, and uh, I didn't have a chance, you know, I would, I would have wore one. I was, I was about to make, make some, actually. That's the perfect ending, isn't it? He used Remembrance Day as a trick. He actually doesn't give a damn about our soldiers. In fact, the opposite, he condemns them, saying they were fools who were tricked to fight for freedom. He uses our laws as a trick, too. He uses our liberalism against us. He doesn't believe in the Charter of Rights or peace or prosperity or pluralism. He just uses those things to undermine us. I got to tell you, the answer here isn't easy. This guy will never be convinced. He's not just after me or Jews. He's after... You, too. He wants to destroy the West. 
So how do you deal with this problem? I think the first and most important thing is you've got to turn off the tap. If we're bringing in half a million, and now Trudeau wants to bring in a million new migrants a year, and many of them are coming from countries where anti-Semitism and extremism and terrorism are the norm, don't expect people to suddenly shuck off those medieval beliefs when they hop on a plane for 10 hours to get here. So the number one thing is you got to turn off the tap of mass, mass migration of unvetted folks who hate us. I think we have to deport non-citizens who go full Hamas like this guy does. But I think most of all, we have to stop pretending that this is something that it's not. We have to stop pretending that these are peace activists or just like anyone else. They're not. They're the new Nazis. And when they can, they will be violent here too. In fact, if you've been paying attention to the Molotov cocktails and the shootings at Jewish schools in Montreal, you know that they already are. Stay with us. Next, some amazing coverage by Alexa Lavoie. weekend, our friend Alexa Lavoie went to London, England for what was billed as the largest uh, pro-Hamas, or they called it pro-Palestinian protest ever. And I want to show you two great videos that Alexa did. The first was, remember, it was Remembrance Day. She went to the Remembrance Day ceremony and interviewed some veterans. And then she actually went to the Palestinian protest itself. These are two amazing videos. I'd like to show you back to back. She did a lot of videos from over there in London, and you can see them on our specialty website called battleforlondon.com. So I'll be right back, but here's two videos from Alexa, who I think I did, did a great job. Hello, this is Alexa for Ruben News. It's November 11th, and I'm currently in London, UK. I've come here to cover the protests happening today on Armistice Day, also known as Remembrance Day. There is two protests today. One is patriotic Brits, intending to show their respect to the Brits' armed force and to protect the cenotaph. The other protest is an anti-Israel protest, which is expected to attract thousands of attendees, including supporters of Hamas and Gaza, who have previously spread anti-Semitic speech. London has instances of vandalism, such as graffiti on history buildings and attack on Jewish restaurants. Tommy Robinson, a member of the Brits Patriot Movement, has called for action to protect Cenotaph and honor the British Armed Force. Despite police requests to cancel, both groups have chosen to proceed. We will observe if there is any interference between the two groups today, but now let's see what unfolds on this day. But just before you see the full video, please consider to make a donation on our website, battleforlondon.com. Make a donation. If you think it was important for us to be here to show you the other side of the story, please help me to offset my travel expense. Right now I'm standing in the middle of the crowd of the patriotic British. So we'll see what will happen. We'll try to find some people to talk. What do you just say to the police? The last few weeks they haven't been doing their job properly. Our monuments have been desecrated. So we're here to try and stop it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Simple as that. So what what do you think about the, the pro-Palestine that are doing like this kind of vandalism? More like pro-Hamas. Pro Come on, you know. Let's just, just be fair. 
some of them are, yeah, but there's a hell of a lot of pro. I mean, they, they, they've got terrorist flags flying about. They're getting on the monuments with the terrorist flags, getting down again, handing them to the police, and they're giving them back. They're, they're giving them the, the fucking flags back. So today you are here for protecting the cenotaph? For our cenotaph, yeah. The police favour them, the left wing. We're just patriots, we're, we're good people. We're just here to remember, like I say, our fallen. The boys and brave girls that have fought for us and give us the liberty we live today. And that's it. The Patriot group gathered along Whitehall Street to see the ceremony at the Cenotaph. There was a small scuffle when the police tried to stop the, some protester from walking towards the Cenotaph. The crowd chanted, you're not English anymore, and other chant. Several people told us that the police treat English patriots much harsher than the pro-Gaza protesters. Uh, do you see like a double standard with the police so far? Absolutely. You can look at German news, them battering the Palestinians for what they're doing. We, we're looking after me, have a cup of tea, lads, have a cup of tea, have a sandwich. They never bought these fucking bats out at the Palestinians when they're fighting fireworks at them, did they? Well, we're here to remember those that sacrificed their lives for this country to be like it is. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're here. We're here to remember the fallen. And, and what do you think about the pro-Palestine who have actually vandalized a senator? This is a country that allows people to come to this country like they do. And this is how disrespectful they are when they're in this country. We have allowed these people to come here with a, an open heart. And this is how they treat us? Disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. I'm next to the cenotaph and two minutes of silence was held. Everybody is respectful and it was really interesting to see. So now we continue our day. Why it was important for you to be here? Um, just remember the people that we've, we've known lost, really. Not just from the first Second World War, but the Falklands, Iraq, Afghanistan. You know, there's been lots of people who've lost their lives and life-changing injuries. And it's time to reflect on them, really. It's their day, not ours. Where are you? So. I'm really just here to watch the service and pay some respects. I've never been to the Cenotaph on Armistice Day, and I thought this year of all years is a good time to go. What do you think about the Cenotaph that was vandalized by pro-Palestine people were um, protesting? Yeah, that makes me furious. Um, I Obviously, I don't urge any you know violent reaction, but... Obviously, it makes me angry, makes loads of people angry. It's disrespectful. Um, these people gave their lives uh, so that we can have liberty to protest. Um, I, I, I'm really trying to understand what goes through those people's heads when they do things like that. But yeah, there's not a lot I can say. I'm um, speechless. And my granddad fought in World War II. Um, all his regiment died, and, it, and he was the only one that survived from his, from his tank. And so I come here and remember him and what he fought for against anti-Semitism and against um, the Nazis in World War II. So I come here and stand here and I believe that God stands for, for this country and he um, is grieved about the, 
the state of the country that we've thrown away our Christian values. The cenotaph ceremony was incredibly powerful with numerous Britons standing resolute for their country and history. Although there were some clashes between individuals from the British Defender protest who were there to protect the cenotaph and the police, overall, the event remained peaceful. Now, stay tuned for the full video of the anti-Israel march in central London and you will see that this is a very different story. After the patriotic protests along Whitehall, I went to check out the pro-Gaza protests in central London. I had two security with me just in case things got out of him. So you can observe behind me, there is a huge crowd of anti-Israel protesters. They are marching together and we will like join the crowd to ask some question. Well, the British government have yeah. labeled the Hamas as a terrorist organization. Yeah, which is very wrong of them. Why? Like, I do support what uh, I do support everything like what Palestine, uh, Palestine doing and everything like how things have been in uh, Palestine. It, nothing can nothing can justify that. At the same time, what Hamas is doing, it's it is wrong with the civilians. But like you cannot do genocide and kill people mm -hmm. in Palestine just because on the sake of how Hamas is doing things and everything. So do you think that Hamas is actually a terrorist organization? That's not what he was saying. Yeah. Do you think um, the Hamas that lead in Gaza are doing good for the, the citizens? They are fighting. They are just fighting. They've been bombed. They have to fight. Is it equal power, do you think? There is equal power there? Do you think it's fair from the British government to label Hamas as a terrorist organization? Do you think it's fair? No, I don't think so. So I'm marching right now in the middle of the crowd. There is many different signs. Um, several thousands of people are here. So I'm going to try to speak with more people. So let's check it out. No. No? No. Okay. Thank you very much. Can I ask you um, what the river from the sea mean? I, I, I'm not... I'm, I, I, you'd have to ask somebody who's chanting it. I'm, I'm not... Sorry. Can you explain to me, they are chanting from the river to the sea, what that means? Sorry. Sorry, are you are you capable to explain to me what the, from the river to the sea mean? Ask the one who's ask, ask the one who's chanting it. You don't know. Ask the one who's chanting it. Do you know what that means? What they are chanting from the river to the sea? No. No. Well, it's not what other people seem to think. It's just to give them the freedom that they deserve, just alongside the Jewish people as well. Um, some people think that is to get rid of the Jew on the on Israel and get the Palestine land to them. That's just an exaggerated meaning of something that has no context whatsoever. 
from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Okay, you can maybe ask one of the media team. Thank you. You don't, you don't know? Uh, I'd rather not comment. Thank you. Um, I don't know enough about this topic. Thank you. Okay. He doesn't know about this topic. I spoke to some pro-Gaza protesters who were carrying LGBTQ flags and asked them some questions. Do you think that the LGBTQ community are welcome in Palestine? I have no idea. I haven't been there. So they would be a warm welcome there? As far as I'm aware, they're as welcome there. They're far more welcome than they are in other Middle Eastern nations as well. Yeah. Thank you very much. Question for you. Um, do you think um, that uh, Palestine and Muslim are pro LGBTQ? Uh, I, who are you with? I'm independent press from. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm not. I'm not going to talk to any independent press about that. I don't think those issues are conflatable. Yeah, I don't think those are two conflatable issues to address. Thank you. So you think that they are really open the LGBT in Palestine? Okay. At one point near the Vauxhall Bridge, some patriotic protesters triggered the pro-Gaza mob and the police were forced to blockade the patriots in the pub until the protest had passed by. So the police is now um, protect, like separating two groups of people because what he's just said to me is like they had a confrontation before so now they are keeping both sides separated. On Vauxhall Bridge, several of pro-Gaza groups decided to pray in the middle of the road as the police stood by. I saw people were praying. Um, do you think one day England will be a Muslim country? I don't think it ever be a Muslim country, but with every country is Muslim country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But and just like that, you know the Sharia law. Yes. Should we apply it in here? Well, if you look at the country who's got it, there's a lot uh, less crime there, isn't there? So it makes sense, doesn't it? So it makes sense to apply it. Yeah. One thing I found interesting was the huge presence of left-wing groups like the British Communist Party and the Social Workers. Basically, the most extreme left-wing groups in the UK were present. We believe that only socialism is the only answer to the problems of the Middle East and the, the conflict that's going on between Israel and Palestine. The march finished at the American embassy and speakers took the stage to address the crowd. Former Labour Party leader Jeremy Corbyn, who had previously called Hamas our friend, spoke to the crowd. Some of the people in the attendance had some really interesting things to say about what's happening in Israel. If the West feels so sorry for the Israeli Zionists, why don't they give a place in Germany? Why don't they go to Hitler's back garden and make an occupation there? Then they will know what kind of people these are. Why every so many hundred years the Zionists get slaughtered? Because Hitler knew how to deal with these people. They probably made a program so they can create a state of Israel in the expense of Palestinian Muslims' blood. 
Who's oppressing them? Who is oppressing them? All you can talk, oh, what happened about Hamas in 7th of October? All happened, nothing happened. That thing happened. If you're going and raping my family for the last hundred years, you think I'm gonna let you go? This is just a wake-up call. They can kill 10,000, 20,000 Palestinians, but tomorrow there'll be 120,000. You kill one, you get 100 more. finishing right now uh, the speaker just thanks everybody now you can see behind me people are leaving slowly but we will keep yourself updated if something break tonight we keep our eyes open but you can follow us at battleforlondon.com and please make a donation if you think that it was worth it that i'm here reporting for you thanks I thought those were amazing. I thought Alexa did a great job in a faraway place. I understand she's going to re-record one of those en français. Oh, see. Hey, I have some of your letters to me. Let me read them. PA2600 says, It's hilarious that UK News calls the Armistice and Remembrance Day people far-right or alt-right. Many are veterans. They're patriots of the UK. Well, yeah, what? it's just incredible. There have been these hate marches, hate rallies for Hamas for weeks, and the media would never call them far this or far that or extreme anything. But some British patriots say, hey, can we please have one day a year to respect our war dead? And they're far right. Kadanahe says, thank you for being honest by calling them pro-Hamas. Well, I think they are. In fact, there's a couple of people who go as sort of an experiment to take a sign that says free Gaza from Hamas, and they're immediately beat up, or in some cases, the police take their placards away. Someone with a nickname, Big Donor, says, I remember the Montreal cops targeting Jews during COVID, so they helped prepare the environment for the current anti-Jew protests and violence against Jews post-COVID. I don't think I would draw that connection. What, what I would learn from the over-enforcement of COVID laws against the Jewish community is that the police can be brutal when they want to be. And that's usually when it's easy. I mean, Orthodox Jews in Montreal, they don't fight back. They don't bomb you or stab you or shoot you. They don't go on a riot. So it's pretty easy to be a brave enforcer when you're dealing with, let's say, 100 Orthodox Jews in Montreal. But take on 10,000 Hamas supporters getting whipped up by some jihad preacher like Zakaria, sorry, um, Musawi, uh, and the police are terrified. I think that's what we saw in the UK on the weekend also. The police know they can handle some patriotic Brits who like Remembrance Day because they're not going to try anything, but try wrestling with 100,000 or more Hamas supporters. This is our show for the day. Until tomorrow, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters, to you at home, good night, and keep fighting for freedom. Freedom.